Welcome to Relationships Unraveled. I'm Miranda, and I am here to help you unravel your relationships and live the life you were created for. Together, we are going to learn and grow in how to navigate the many relationships that make up our lives. We're going to do this by having conversations that go below the surface. So let's shock the norm. Let's try something different and start discovering the next step forward as we talk through life together. God created us for relationships, so it's no surprise that we learn best how to navigate them together. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. I want to ask you a question. How do you handle it whenever you mess up? When someone lets you know that you've messed up or that when you can just tell you've messed up, how do you handle it? Have you ever thought about it? Do you argue with people and just say, nope, I didn't mess up? Do you find a way to blame them back for something they messed up on so that way you feel better? Do you just act like you didn't hear what they said at all and just change the subject and kind of ignore it in total denial? How do you handle it? Do you get angry so you can kind of shut them down, make them scared to let you know you messed up ever again because look what happens when they tell you? How do you handle it when you mess up? I find this topic so interesting because based on our behavior, right? And based on our responses to messing up, it's very clear that none of us want to mess up. None of us like when we mess up and we don't want to be told about it. We don't want to have to face it. We want to try and just do better, be better. And so I think this is an important topic because in our efforts to try so hard to not mess up, our reaction to our mess ups is the actual mess up. Our reaction to our mess ups is actually where we're messing up more. Okay. We're going to mess up. So we can look at this today. We're going to unravel this idea because it's obvious we try hard not to mess up. We don't like it when we do. We don't like it when we're told about it. But I think that it's not a matter of if we're going to mess up. It's a matter of how we handle it when we mess up that can make all the difference. So I think that what we define as messing up is when we make mistakes, right? When we make mistakes and it involves other people, that is what we think is messing up. But that's just common human flaw, right? That's going to happen. What I think defines messing up is how we handle it when we make a mistake. That's where we can really mess up. We think the mess up is the mistake, but the real mess up happens depending on how we handle our mistake. So I want to unravel this today because this can really let you off the hook if you are anxious and worried about screwing something up. I want you to know that there's a way to handle messing up to where you can actually move the relationship or the circumstances forward and not make it worse. I have an example. It's a personal story. So I have three kids. I have, you know, an oldest son, a middle girl and a little girl. And a few years ago, my two olders kind of ganged up on me a little bit and were on and on about how my favorite is the youngest. And I think this is common, right? Because 
by the time we have that little one, we are dead tired. We have given up and we we understand a little bit more about what's a big deal and what's not because we've already been down the road with the other kids, right? And we're, we're our guard is down a little bit, right? We're probably those little ones get the best version of us as parents. But so they're telling me that the little one is my favorite. And this comes up multiple times, right? It's not just a one-time thing. They're mentioning this a lot. And it's almost like, you know, once one mentioned it, the other one was like, oh, we're going to go there. Okay. And then they're like, okay, I agree. And so once they both had brought it up, they really, really wanted me to know that she was my favorite child. And so when I talk about messing up, so I would view this as a parent mess up, right? Oh, no, you know, my two kids think that I have a favorite child. That sucks. I didn't want that to happen. You know, I was intentional in my parenting, so that wouldn't happen. And here I am. It happened, right? They think that. So that is not actually the mess up. That's what we think is the mess up. That is just common. There's going to be lots more of those things that my kids come to me with, I hope, over the years, right? I want them to tell me these things. And so I want to tell you this story to show the difference in how we can handle the mistakes that really determines if we've messed up or not. So at first, the first few times they told me, I just was like, guys, no, like I absolutely not. I don't have a favorite. You know, I love you all the same. You won't understand until you have your own kids, how that's possible. Y'all are all different. I love different things about all of y'all. And I went through the whole spiel over and over. And they kept on telling me, she's your favorite. She's your favorite. She's your favorite. And so something about my response to that mistake was not working. My response was doing nothing. It was making it worse because I was excusing, I was justifying, I was denying what they felt was the honest to God truth that I had a favorite and it was the little one. That was their experience. And I, by my response, I was not hearing that. I was making their reality something different. I was like, nope, that's not what I do because of X, Y, Z. That's not what I do. And so they kept on saying it over and over and over. Well, the reason they kept on saying it over and over and over is because they were waiting for me to understand what they are experiencing. Okay. So finally, one day they said it again. And I thought, okay, something's not working. We're still on this. So I was like, okay, tell me how you see her as my favorite. And so then they started telling me all these things, right? Of that I do that, you know, she never gets in trouble or she doesn't have to help out. You don't expect the same things of her that you do us. And that list went on and on. Okay. And some things they agreed and some they had different things, but they were telling me all these things. And I was like, okay. Except this time I was just listening to them and I was like, okay, what else? You know, and they were telling me all the things and I was just taking them in and I go, okay. I said, that makes a lot of sense. I could totally see how you would perceive that as being a favorite. I said, that makes perfect sense. I'm really glad that y'all told me and were honest with me about very specific things that you see me doing that tells you that she's my favorite. I was like, that's really helpful and I appreciate it. And so I said, listen, I want y'all to do me a favor. Clearly, I'm not seeing this because I did not pick up on all the things that y'all pick up on. So can y'all do me a favor? And when it's happening in real time, 
just say like, oh, mom, that's one of those things you do. And I'll know what you're talking about, right? We're going to get to the bottom of this whole favorite child thing. So when I'm doing it, you say, oh, mom, that's one of the things that we were telling you. And so I can kind of bring awareness to when I'm doing it, right? And so we talked about a little bit more. They told me a few times. But after that conversation, they've never mentioned it again. Now, granted, they could still think that sometimes, but they've never mentioned it again. And that was probably, gosh, two years ago. They've not mentioned it once since then. And so I want to point out that the differences in the way that I handled and responded to them pointing out a mistake of mine made all the difference in whether or not the relationship moved forward, whether it just got stuck or whether it got worse. Okay. So this really matters because this determines our response is really what determines what happens to our relationships. And this is true in most, most cases. So if you will notice when I denied or justified or ignored or argued any of those things, that kept us stuck, right? They still thought that because in all honesty, this is what my mind does when it unravels. This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, okay, my kids are certain that I have a favorite child. They're certain of that. So I cannot make my case for what they are experiencing to make them go, oh, you're right, mom. Silly us. Like that's a real life experience that they're having. They're experiencing me showing favoritism to the youngest child. So there's nothing I can say that's going to make them just go, oh, silly. You were right, mom. Sorry. We shouldn't have said anything. Okay. If I argue or shut them down or get angry or change the subject or any of those things, which is our typical response. They might stop talking about it, but it's still there. They still feel that way. They still experience me that way. And so we're not doing any good whenever we do that. We're just probably making things worse because have you ever like wanted a message to get across to somebody about how they're making you feel or a way you're experiencing them? And you just keep popping off the same like comments over and over and over and they just never seem to get it. So what do you do? You keep popping off because you're like, well, they don't get it yet. Let me just pop off some more when they do it. Let me just passive aggressively make a comment and it never works. It never works. So my thinking was, okay, if my kids believe this, if they're experiencing me this way, I might as well like acknowledge it and go, okay, wow. Tell me more about that. Like, what am I doing? Get curious about it because that's the only thing that's going to make them go, finally, she understands what we're saying. Now we can move on. Isn't that what we all want? Anytime that we're frustrated about something in life, whether it be in the past or in the present, we just want somebody to acknowledge, oh, I get it. Like, that makes sense. The way you experience that makes sense. I could totally see how you felt that way. That's pretty much going to move everything forward almost every time, unless you're totally faking it. And then people can pick up on that. People can know if you're being a fake. And so once I acknowledged it and got curious about it and asked more questions and was willing to validate their experience, they totally moved on and they have not said a word about it since. Because in their experience, I really was the mom with a favorite child. Now, if you're going to ask me that, absolutely not. 
I never felt that way. Like my feelings never matched their experience. But that doesn't matter at all. I mean, that doesn't matter at all. Because if I just kept saying, well, that's not my experience. My experience is different than yours. So I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. That gets you nowhere. And so when I say our response is what determines whether we mess up or not, this is what I mean. We're going to mess up. It's going to happen. Messing up is not actually where we mess up most of the time. That's just a human mistake. Where we mess up is how we handle making a mistake, how we respond, our willingness to put our ego down and just be like, oh my gosh, I totally see that. I'm so sorry. Or, oh my gosh, I never noticed that. Tell me more about that. Wanting to understand where they're coming from, nine times out of 10 is all people want. That's all they want. You can completely disagree. Like the things that my kids told me that I was doing to show favoritism, I did not see those things as favoritism, but I could understand how they did and I could understand their perspective. And I truly, I did not want my kids to feel the way that they felt. And it wasn't about me being a good mom. It was about caring about my kids and how they felt about life, like a piece of their life. They felt unfavored by me. That's what hurt me. It wasn't the fact that, you know, I work so hard to be a good mom and I've done so much work and you should be thankful. I do so much for you. And that is protecting ego. That is not showing any concern for others. And so if I would have done that, that would have not helped anything. That would have made everything worse because that's that's all self-motivated, right? It's all, man, I'm a better mom than that or I should be a better mom than that. And so my reaction is going to be all about me versus being able to put ourselves aside, even when we disagree, to listen and ask questions and get curious about where someone's coming from. Because whether we want to do that or not, they're going to feel the way they feel. They're going to think the way they think. And if you care about that, then you'll figure out a way to handle your mistakes differently. And I want to point out, too, that like not all of our mistakes are intentional. You know, sometimes they are intentional. Sometimes we knew exactly what we were doing. We got caught. We get confronted. Again, how are we going to handle that? But sometimes they're unintentional. So my example with my kids would be very unintentional. I never intended for them to land at that place of you have a favorite child, but they did. So I had two choices. I could handle it with arrogance and pride and ego and be like, nope, didn't do that. So you're wrong. You're the kid. Be quiet. Or for the sake of serving them and loving them, I could listen and want to know, okay, how did you arrive at this place? How did you get to this place of feeling this way? And they told me because you can tell when someone genuinely wants to know and when someone is performing to hurry up and move past the issue. And that is a matter of the heart that only you can work out. You're never going to fake your way to progress. People know whether you're genuine or not. And so when you are genuine, nine times out of 10, people can feel that from you. And they're more likely to be honest with you because they feel like you really do want to know and you're not going to freak out when they tell you. And so when you think about how you respond when you mess up, this is going to require you to be honest, like really honest with yourself. And if you don't know, like if you're like, I think I do fine. All you have to do is ask your spouse or your kids or your mom or your dad or somebody you feel very comfortable with. Ask them. They'll tell you. 
and listen to them because they're the ones experiencing you and they know. And so if you really do want to know how you're doing with this and you don't know on your own and you try to look around and, and watch, you know, observe yourself and you just can't really tell, ask someone you trust and love and that knows you well, they will, they will tell you. And they'll probably be thrilled that you asked because we always want people to know how they're making people feel, right? We want them to know what they're doing to make people feel a certain way. And so as you go through and think about this topic, when I said earlier that I wanted you could let yourself off the hook, what I mean by that is we often think, I don't want to mess this up. Almost every parent that I talk to is so worried about messing it up. I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to mess up my kids. I don't want you know this to go bad. And that's where I fall back on this theory of it's going to go bad. You are going to mess it up. Your kids are 100% going to walk away from your home at 18 or whenever they walk away. And they're going to look back someday at some age when they start reflecting on their life. And they're going to have things about their time in your home that was hurtful, that created issues in their life that they are having a hard time getting around and getting, getting healing from. 100%. Okay, that's happening. Intentional, mostly not. Unintentional, absolutely, mostly unintentional, but it is happening. So where I want the shift to be is in our focus. We're focusing on not messing up. That is a distraction. That is feeding our ego. Okay, that is pride. We think we should be good enough to never mess up. That's a joke. That's a joke. And so what I want to shift our focus to is I am going to mess up 100%. But when I do, how I handle it makes all the difference in my relationships. When my kids are 35 years old and they come to me with something very hurtful that they've had a really hard time healing from in their life, am I going to argue with them, say it wasn't that bad, say you should have appreciated your life more, or am I going to sit down and put my pride aside, put my ego down for a second and say, wow, I would love to hear more about that. Wow, I had no idea. I am so sorry. How can I help you? What can I do? Is there anything else you want to tell me? Do you need any explanations or answers from me? Can I just sit with you for a little bit? I am so sorry. Even if we didn't have a clue it happened, even if it was unintentional. It's all about serving the people we love with our presence, with our empathy, with our listening, with our curiosity, so that they can find healing around their hurts. Whether you meant to do it or not, it's going to happen. So when you make a mistake, even if you didn't mean to, even if you're spinning your wheels and working so hard to not make a mistake, but you still do in someone else's eyes, the mistake, they view that already. That is their view. You arguing with it is not going to change what they've experienced. The only thing that soothes a difficult experience is to be listened to, to be validated, to not be judged. And nine times out of 10, that's really all it takes. That's really all it takes. So there's so much power in this that we have at our fingertips, but we're so distracted by trying to right our wrongs or never have wrongs in the first place 
or prove that we are wrong. And that's all a waste of our time and energy. Every bit of it is a big distraction. It's feeding our ego. It's feeding our pride. And it's not the way to move anything forward. The only way to move things forward is listening, curiosity, questions, validation, acceptance. Okay. And so I hope that the example I gave with my kids helps you to understand like what I mean by this, because I think if we could tap into this power that we have to serve others and to move things forward, people would experience so much more healing. And, you know, the relationships would just grow and really deepen in this way if we could do this. That's definitely been my experience from being able to do this and learning how to do this. Now, I will say these things take time. And if it were that easy to just apply something onto our life that we hear that sounds really great, we'd all be doing that by now because Lord knows Instagram and Facebook and podcasts, they're telling us all kinds of great things we can do and should do, right? But applying it, actually applying it, like actually being able to to change this this pattern in your relationships, actually being able to stop defending or arguing or getting angry or ignoring in the moment, in real time, being able to catch yourself and redirect the listening and asking more questions and caring and being able to really unravel this in your emotional part of you about, okay, what really matters is how my kids feel or how this person feels about me. And I'm not going to fix that by arguing with them about how great I am. They don't believe that I'm great right now. So nothing I'm going to say is going to change that. I have to do something different. I have to listen. I have to care about them. I have to wonder where they're coming from and how they arrived at the place they're at. And that's really all you have to do. That's really all you have to do. And so I think this is a big deal. And I really think we can experience a lot more peace in our lives if we can wrap our minds around this concept of it's not about never messing up. It's about how you handle it whenever you mess up. Intentional or not, that is what moves relationships forward and heals people's emotions and hearts and feelings. So as you listen, and as we wrap this up, I'll ask you the question I started with. How do you handle it when you make a mistake? When someone lets you know that you've done something wrong, that you've messed up? Be honest with yourself. You won't experience any breakthrough in life or any changes in your life until you get honest with yourself. Zero. If you're not being honest with yourself and you're not willing to be honest with yourself, you will not progress. You will not experience transformation. You will not experience breakthrough and change. You will stay stuck in these patterns. You can do different things, but they will not last and they won't sustain and they won't take hold. So I'll ask, how do you respond when you mess up? Think about it. Get some input if you want to from other people that you trust, that you know love you and have your best interests at heart. And then you can start practicing something new. You can figure out, okay, first I'm going to identify what I normally do. Do I ignore? Do I change the subject? Do I get angry? Do I argue and say, no, I don't? What do I do when I, when I mess up? And then you can identify that and admit it. That's the hardest part. And then you can try it differently. You can try it differently by getting curious, asking questions, 
wanting to hear more from the person that is coming to you with a hurt, wanting to know how they got there, wanting to know the part you played in that, and just being willing to listen to them and say, man, that makes total sense. There's really no fixing or anything that you have to do. We're really overworking this. We're doing way more than we need to. And so this is the more peaceful route and it's the more productive route and you will make progress. I promise you that. So good luck with that. I hope that it goes well and I hope that you learn something new and I hope that you'll go try something new. And if you want to share about it, as always, I would love to hear about it. Or if you have questions, you can email me, ru at mirandakirk.com or you can find me on Instagram at Miranda Kirk. I'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks for joining me and I hope you will come back next week. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Relationships Unraveled podcast. If you love the episode, please share it on social media and be sure to tag me. Find me at Miranda Kirk and let's continue the conversation. I hope you'll tune in again next week.